Welcome to today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light. Sun, Salt, and Light, S-O-N, knowing and growing in your daily relationship with Jesus Christ, but also being the salt and the light in your marriage, in your family, at your place of work, at your church, and even in the community you're in. I'm Pastor Michael Petit. This is a radio ministry of our church, Calvary Chapel Divine, here in Divine, Texas. We are so glad that you joined us for today's broadcast. We are a Calvary Chapel, so we simply teach the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter. We believe that God uses His Word to transform, restore, and to change lives one verse at a time. If you're visiting our area, you'd like to get information about our church or church service times, maybe even track down some of the other teachings that we have available through podcasts, whether it's through Audible or Spotify or Apple Podcasts, you can do all of that at our church website at calvarydivine.org. That's calvarydivine.org. If you have your Bibles ready, we'll continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verses 17 through 19. The title of this sermon is, Are You Walking the Way the World Walks? Here is the second half and conclusion of this two-part study. He has a beer and you go, hey, I can go ahead and have a beer. Eight beers later, the music starts to play and the old you starts coming out. Next thing you know, they're pulling you up off the floor because you done fell that drunk. And how quickly did that happen because of the futile, the futility of your mind, the darkened understanding, and the hardness of your heart. You went right back to the old ways and you go well that's pretty that's a heavy one all right what about if you're driving home you've had a really bad day at work you're on 410 and you're trying to get to 35 and somebody cuts you off the next thing you know you're angry cursing and giving the one finger salute and trying to drive down the driver you're you're busting through traffic so you can get to that driver How quickly did that happen? Because of the futility of your mind. Because you're lacking understanding. It's darkened. Because you have something going on that's separating you from the life of God because you're alienated as a stranger. There's some sin, there's something there that needs to be dealt with. That God is showing you it needs to be dealt with. What about you strolling, scrolling around on uh, Instagram or TikTok? Next thing you know, something peaks your entrance. And you're looking at things you're not supposed to be looking at. And you're back into an old sin that you thought you had been done with for a long time. And you're wrapping yourself back up in the grave clothes. Of that sin. And it happened like that. Paul is saying, look, don't go back to walking that way. How do you combat that? You combat that with your relationship with God. Right? You combat that with the Word of God. You combat that because you have the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit so you can walk worthy in this walk. Strengthening the inner man. You combat that through fellowship and prayer. But it's so quick that we turn back to these things. 
And we think we got these things under control. But we're no different than Nebuchadnezzar with all that pride. Remember, he had that hard heart in Daniel. In Daniel chapter 5, verse 20, it says, But when his heart was lifted up and his spirit was hardened in what? Pride. I'm good, man. I, don't, I'm, I got it all worked out. It's just a one-time thing. Now it's happened seven times over the month. Do you think it's a one-time thing? Or do you think it's something you and God need to deal with? So now we've looked at the, the heart. Finally, we'll look at the hands. The hands. As we look at the impulses, this is really what this is dealing with. Is the impulses. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 19 says, They have become calloused and have given themselves up to sensuality, greedy to practice every kind of impurity. So the futile mind, the, the mind that's darkened, the, uh, the darkened understanding, the alienated stranger of the life of God, uh, when sin comes, you are like Pavlov's dog. When he rings the bell, saliva starts, and you have to fill that need for that sin. That's how quickly the devil has you like that. Because you're not dealing with this stuff. But what happens is when we have a calloused heart, that word callous actually means that you don't feel pain or grief. Now I can tell you very seriously that your sin causes great pain to other people. You think it doesn't, it does. But sadly, when you're calloused, you don't care about their pain, and you don't care about the grief of the sin. You're not mourning it. You're not saying, hey, this needs to go. Because you're calloused. You have no feeling. Easy way for me to remember this is I remember playing volleyball in Hawaii. I played competition volleyball in Hawaii. And when you play in the sand in Hawaii, it's hot. There's a lot of friction. And so you have to blister your feet. And then they bleed. And then you go back and play the next week. And then they, they blister again. And over a few weeks, they don't blister anymore because they become calloused. And you don't feel when it's 95, 96 degrees and the sand's 102 or 103 degrees. You don't feel it because you have no feeling in your feet because they're calloused. Now, is there a problem there? Yeah, because you're burning your feet. But you don't know it. Because you're not feeling any pain. You're not feeling any grief. I, I've said it many times. You think your sin only affects you. This is a personal sin. It doesn't affect anybody else. It affects everybody in your house. It affects everybody in your immediate family. It affects everybody in this church. And it can even affect the people within this community. Yeah. See, we don't think of it in that capacity, do we? We just think this is because we're looking at it as I got to fill this temptation. I got I got to I got to man, whatever this is, I need to I need to have that taken care of. I'm going to go ahead and do this sin. I don't care who it hurts. 1 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2 it says speaking lies and hypocrisy having their own conscience seared with a hot iron. 
See, when you're, you're dark in mind, you're dark in heart, you're dark in knowledge of understanding is all seared with a hot iron because it's calloused. You don't feel it. But I love what Colossians chapter 1, verse 13 says. He's delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of His love. You have been delivered from the power of darkness. You have Jesus. You have grace. You can confess your sin. You can repent and turn from it now. And you'll be forgiven. You live in the age of grace. And this is the number one problem in the church today. This is it. How come Christians don't act like Christians? Because they're hypocrites. Because they're running into the futility of their mind. Into the darkness of the understanding of God. They become strangers alienated from God. With calloused hearts. And they can do what they want to do. Because we're no different than the Corinthian church then. Living in sin. They don't see a difference between the world and the church. Where's the power of the church? It starts in your life. That's why Paul is saying, look, do not walk. No longer walk in those things. Don't give yourself up to sensuality. And all that is, is he's speaking of unstrained living. I can do whatever I want. I thought you were a follower of God. And you're doing the same thing that everybody else is doing. I thought you were a follower of God. And you're killing the testimony of your, your testimony that God has done in your life, but also of the church. Because we're a body of Christ. And he talks about greedy to practice every kind of impurity. That word greedy means that you cannot stop trying to fulfill the desire. You need more and more and more. And it's of, of impurity. The word that Paul uses here is a broad term. And what it means is that there is moral uncleanliness in thought and word and deed. So you, you're, you have unclean thoughts, unclean word, and unclean deed. I'm greedy to do those things. And, it, and it, especially in, in sexual sin, impurity. And we have a problem with that in our nation today, don't we? Huge problem with sexual immorality. We have a huge problem. What happens is we become... Darkened with our, our, our futility of our darkened minds. And we become corruptible. In Romans chapter 1 verse 22 through 32 says, Professing to be wise, they became fools. And you know, there's a parallel. I was going to put this up there, but I know we weren't going to have time. If you read Ephesians 4, 17 through 24, and Romans chapter 1, 22 through 32, there is a parallel to these two verses. They marry each other. Professing to be wise, they became fools, and they changed the glory of incorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man and birds and four-footed animals and creepy things. Creeping things. That's, that's talking about the futility of the darkened mind. They're alienated from the life of God. 
Therefore God also gave them up to uncleanliness and the lust of their hearts to the, to the dishonor of their bodies among themselves and sexual morality of all times, who exchanged the truth of God for the lion, worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. That is Gaiism. They care more about, uh, more about serving the false gods of this world. They care more about creation than they care about the creator. They care more about, I, I got to be who I need to be so I can be gay, I can be transgender, I can be whatever I want. Now you're seeing people saying, I, I could be a dog. I can be, there's a guy in Japan, I forget where it's at. He spent, I don't forget, how many millions of dollars on a suit. So he can be a dog full time. And he better be glad he's not my dog because I would euthanize him. I'm serious. I'm sorry. We have to understand that people have been given up to the darkness of their minds. And Paul is saying, you are a follower of Christ, so don't act like them. Don't adhere to this stuff. You stand with the power of God. You stand and you say with love and truth that goes against God's word. Where is the church? They're wrapped up in their sin. They're putting back on their grave clothes. They're being lulled to sleep by the enemy in their sin. And he says in verse 25, Who exchanged the truth of God for the lie and worship and serve the creature rather than the creator who blessed for uh, who blessed forever. Amen. For this reason God gave them up to the vile passions. For even their women exchange their natural use for what is against nature. Likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of women, burned in their lust for one another, men with men committing what is shameful and receiving in themselves the penalty of their error which was due. And even as they did not like to retain God in their, their knowledge, God gave them over to a debased mind. To do all things which are not fitting, being filled with all unrighteousness, sexual morality, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, evil-mindedness. They are whispers, backbiters, haters of God, violent, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, undiscerning, untrustworthy, unloving, unforgiving, unmerciful. Who knowing the righteous judgment of God, that those who practice such things are deserving of death. Not only do they do the same, but also approve of those who practice it. So he's saying to us, it's like these things that you've allowed yourself to be pulled back into. Don't. Don't go back to the old you. I guarantee if I ask your wife or your husband or your kids, do they want the old you back? I know my kids don't. They don't want that. The beauty of this is, is like when we think about this, you think about the, the, um, the prodigal son. And how he went, this is basically what happens with the futility of the mind, right? The darkened mind, the darkened understanding, the hardness of the heart. They become strangers to God. What did, the, what did he do? He ran from God. 
He ran, and it says he journeyed into a far country, which was of the Gentiles. He ran to the Gentile country so he could live in wickedness. And he squandered his money on, on reckless living, which is prostitutes and alcohol and all other kinds of stuff. But when he ends up coming to himself, he's, in, he's actually feeding pigs, which is actually, as a Jew, they shouldn't even have anything to do with pigs. And yet he's feeding pigs, and then he becomes so hungry that he's actually eating the food that the pigs eat. And then he comes to himself and he says, I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have a sin against, against heaven and before you. And the son said to him, uh, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to the servants, bring quickly the best robe. This man didn't even have clothes. They were, I mean, if you think about it, they're tethered clothes. And put, him, put it on him and put the ring on his hand, the signet ring, meaning that he has the power to make decisions for the family again. That's what that ring signifies. And shoes on his feet, he had no shoes. For my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found, and they begin to celebrate. So the question is for you, as we look at application real quick, is do you, have you come here today with your head, your heart, and your hands drifting from God? Has there been some futility of the mind where you're vanity of all vanities and you're chasing the wind again and chasing the world? And you, you've been dabbling in some stuff, some sin. And has created some alienation from the Word of God. Like, I, 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 you know, we've all been there before where we just, man, I just don't feel like reading today. And I remember um, hearing Toby Mack when his son died. Uh, and, he, and he said, he goes, I did not want to open God's word. And he goes, I've been walking with the Lord since I was 13 years old. And I was like, Lord, if you're going to show up real in my life with this, if you haven't done it, I know you've been there, but I need you to show up in this moment. And he said he started reading the Word of God. And he read the Word of God through in the front to back. And he said for the first time in a long time, God's Word was so alive in his life. And God was so alive in his life. And God, even though he's not going to get past the loss of his son, God was helping him and showing up in ways that he never... Out of since he was 13. And that's what happens is what happens is we get further away and, and we allow situations and things to happen in our life and we allow sin back into our life. Or we allow the old way of thinking back in again. And you start putting those grave clothes back on. And, and Christ is saying, look, take the grave clothes off of them. 
that's my child. You already belong to me. Confess your sin, repent, and turn to me. And that's it. Get back up, get moving again, and let's go. And if you go, man, I'm, I'm that person in that car. I get upset. Next thing I know, I start cursing. Confess your sin. Is there something that's causing you to be angry? Maybe something else is going on in life? Because a lot of times when we're carrying stuff, it's the weight of financial things or the weight of or we may have a child or somebody that's sick. And it's just the heaviness of our life and we haven't turned those things over to God and it's turning into sin in other areas. You need to confess it and ask God to help you with it. Next week, we'll talk about the things that we are to put on. I know this week was a little tough, and I appreciate y'all being patient with me. And I get a little passionate when I talk about these things because it drives me crazy to see people go back and start living their old ways. It really does. It drives me crazy. Now, I understand people fall into sin and that those things happen. But you know what? It's, it tells me more about somebody's walk when they, they, they I need to confess my sin. I, I'm, I, I messed up. That says more to me. Like if you, if you take a tone with your wife that you should have never taken, and you know, because the Holy Spirit's like, come on, man can't talk to my daughter that way you ever look at it that way that's God's daughter you're married to one of God's daughters like that's his daughter and so when you get that little knock in the head and it's like oh I can't I, you know what Lord forgive me and then you need to go up and let her know hey I love you I shouldn't have said that the way I said it can you forgive me do we do that why don't we do that as Christians? Do you do that with your kids? When you say something to them that you know was over the line. You know what? I got too passionate. I got too upset. I got too much in my emotions and my feelings. I need to ask you for forgiveness. Would you actually do that? If you're walking with Christ, you should be doing that. There should be a change. This is what Paul is talking about. There should be a change in who you are. Like if you're a new creation in Christ, then walk in it. Walk in it. And stop playing games. Stop playing games. And if there's something going on in your life today you came here with as a sin, hey, just confess it, repent, and turn back to Christ. If there's an issue that's happening where you have the futility of the mind, where you're going, man, I'm not understanding the word. I'm trying to read it and I'm having a hard time. Ask God to help you. If you feel like you're alienated or you're a stranger to God's word, a stranger to hearing his voice, a stranger to the knocking and the, 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 the Holy Spirit letting you know, hey, don't do that. Like, Lord, let me, let me know that prompting. Let me adhere to what that prompting is. Lord, if, I mean, if you've got to knock, knock a hole in my heart, like wake me up so I don't do that. Because the power of God resides in you. 
And if you if you go, hey, man, I don't need church. Because we know a lot of people that are that way right now. I don't need church. I'm good. They, they become a stranger to the things of God. Invite them back to church. Let them know you love them and you want them to come back. That God loves them. And we're all part of the body of Christ. And whatever you're going through, I love you. I love you. I'll pray with you. I'll talk with you. And I'll walk with you. Because guess what? There'll be a time when you're going to have to do that with me too. Okay? There'll be a time when I, you go, man, you said this and it, it just didn't sit right. And I'll tell you, I'm sorry. I love you. I appreciate you telling me. Can you forgive me? We have to start living this thing out. If we want to see the power of Christ in the United States again, it requires the Christians to start living with the power of Christ. As Paul said, we, just, we are to be strengthened in the inner man through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what we need to be praying for, for this church and for the churches in our area. Well, that concludes today's broadcast of Sun, Salt, and Light Radio. We hope that you enjoyed it. If you'd like to submit a prayer request or get in contact with us or find out service times, you can do all of that at our website, uh, as well as get uh, our podcast at Spotify, Audible, TuneIn Radio. Pretty much wherever you can find a podcast, uh, you, you can just type in Sun, Salt, and Light, and you'll find it. 